Oh, four down, three to go. And here we fucking go, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. England stride on and we'll face Ukraine in Rome. It's Wednesday, 30th of June. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Luke Moore. And I'm Dilish Nantaraja. Luke Moore, can I have a good in there? Get in there! <laughs> oh, it's always pleasing to yes. keep a clean sheet, ladies yes, and gentlemen. A platform. <laughs> <laughs> Start from the back and build. Build, exactly. Oh, build. Build, pun um, intended. Another, another uh, <laughs> outlet's probably covering this game. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, England beat Germany 2-0. As if you didn't know. Yep. As if you didn't ruddy well know. Come on. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> this is great stuff. We How, dicked him. How's your, <laughs> how's your aunt, by the way? Oh, she's gone. She's, <laughs> she's not gone. She's gone. <laughs> she's dead. You seem quite pleased about it. <laughs> Oh, oh dearie me it's only the second round we're in the yeah. quarterfinals good job we're not about them on the players isn't Absolutely it yeah. <laughs> fuck it yeah. find a late doors pub yeah exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. Rome now nah, we only play at Wembley yeah. so we'll forfeit the game we got what we came for mm. my goodness England beat Germany for the first time since 2016 yeah Eric Dyer got the winner lest we forget has anyone checked on Eric he's having a lovely time I expect oh, I just assume so. the rest of us I hope he's so. off his Rocker right now. Yeah, I'd be loving just it. Just loving it, yeah. But not loving it quite as much as if he was there, sadly, because that's the player's lot. But we did see Jesse Lingard enjoying it in the pub, didn't oh, we? Back in the Jay Link. Be... Did he have his little parrot? Oh, do you mean back at that? Yeah, that's what I haven't parrot. seen him since. Yeah. Um, him or the parrot. Um, <laughs> yeah, the parrots are quite difficult to identify. They all look quite similar. <laughs> sure. Um, first time in a knockout game since 1966. And we waited a long time for this. Well, we, we haven't waited it. We weren't alive for a lot of that. No. Well, I was alive for all but 14 years of it. Can I make a plea to all the, the mainly the BBC and ITV? Yeah. No more Euro 96. It's done now. Yeah. <laughs> Please. It's done. Yeah. They should be. They should never show it again. No. We've had enough of it. Yeah, we really The younger have. people don't care and the older people are sick of but it. Do you know what? The, mm. It was so funny how when people go, but I can't believe that, you know, Henderson, for example, didn't know what happened in 1990 or yeah. Saka didn't know what happened in 2000 or whatever. And all this. Like, well, think of it. If we were players yeah. and you were, I don't know, in a qualifying for a World Cup, you go, are you, are you a bit worried? Because... Yeah. Didn't qualify in 74 and 78. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, didn't we? Yeah. Didn't we? Oh, right. okay. People yeah. are confused about why those players don't care. Do you know what time is? <laughs> it's happens to all of us. Yeah. You know? But it's because like a lot of the people, you, that inner child in yeah. you, you've lived that experience and you yeah. think, well, oh, these people are representing us on the pitch. Yeah. Surely you remember 10 years before you were born. Yeah. what happened I mean even if they've seen the footage they don't have the lived experience of it so it's not as yeah, profound I, I think I think it does pay to be aware I haven't said what I've said it does pay to be aware of the tradition and why it means so much to certain people just sure. because they, you can own the occasion a little bit better mm. and, and and process it and be able to to kind of you know put it to one side like, that's why this is more important mm -hmm. because otherwise you'd be a bit like well why why would I care so you are, you are going to have to be involved to an extent because you need to be able to <clears> tap <throat> into it but at the same time you've still got to play the game you do well we accused England of maybe not caring enough perhaps in, in, in the Scotland game but in this game as Luke says of this you've got to be aware of the occasion but let that push you forward and, and, and not sort of uh, 
let you sort of toss and turn in the wind of of it all because England have done that before. Yeah. And and been overawed by the occasion. And with 40,000 in Wembley, an amazing atmosphere. Well, Vish was one of them, by the way. Vish was one of them. Yeah. Top off. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Trousers Exactly. Off. <laughs> amazing you got your match report in, quite frankly. Yeah. Um, but uh, you, you can be, as I say, you can be overwhelmed by that. And the players, you saw, you know, Harry Kane slightly emotional after the game in, in one of the interviews. You know, they haven't played in front of a crowd for a long time. So there's a lot going on. Um, but they seem to, as we say, manage the game for it quite well. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's been really interesting how Southgate has actually... Or, or rather, what he's chosen to use as fuel for mm. the players. Now, uh, one of them, uh, one of the ones things that's been more more pronounced is, I suppose, how he's used the pandemic in the way that he's talked a lot about what England victories do to mm. the country as a whole, how it makes people feel, how tournament football makes people yeah. feel. And so, what he did take away from Euro '96 was the fact that there was such a good feeling around mm. the country, which is why old codgers like us go on about it. <laughs> mm. And the other thing, the other aspect of it is, he's really somehow, and I suppose good managers do this. He's wedded the idea that I suppose emotion can go with responsibility, yes, with tactical responsibility, mm-hmm. for instance, and the way that they will get frustrated with you, they'll get frustrated with you in understandable ways. We all feel it when we watch mm-hmm. football. Sometimes we think when someone's holding something back in anything, really, mm-hmm. we mm. get a bit frustrated. And yesterday, they couldn't have executed that plan that they'd been building towards any better, I thought. And I think it came from passion, really. It came from an understanding that this is the game, and what rather from now on, these, these are the games that we need to just thrive in, really. And it was, it was incredible to watch. The, I'm not going to lie, the opening 12 minutes... Yeah, were a bit of a mess. But that goes with with Germany knowing their system and yeah, England. Yeah. I mean, because I've not been a fan of the three four three. To be honest with you, they've been quite vocal against it, and I've not been sure of England having two in the middle. And I've sort of thought, you know, Rice is a good player at Premier League, and Phillips is a good player at Premier League. I have to say that they surprised me very pleasantly. But I was a little bit concerned. Yeah, totally. I I always view um, a three four three as five three two five three two with better PR. <laughs> yeah, I know what you Just mean. Just because of the way it, yeah, yeah, sometimes yeah, yeah, yeah. it can go, you're like, no, you didn't play a three four three. I know you don't. But, but the way the way you want clearly wanted to approach it was he wanted to say, let's match them up. Yes, we've yeah. played this in the past. We can't mm-hmm. know how it works. It won't take long for us to work at it in training because mm-hmm. the guys will be comfortable with it. And if we match them up, we're the home team. Mm-hmm. We've got the momentum. We've got the great um, defensive record, yeah. and we feel we have better players. Yes, it's it stops them playing mm. because I think he didn't want them, he didn't want Germany who did have more of the ball yesterday and have had more of the ball in England. I think generally um, he didn't want them to be able to have the time to mm-hmm. to create too much. And 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 so if you can smother them and swamp them, I, I do agree. I think the first ten or fifteen minutes was a bit of a shit show, and I was actually quite concerned. But once they settled in, mm. it felt strangely calm. Now. I know Germany had chances, but you have to maintain the perspective. So did England, though. They did. And I I talked a lot, didn't I, last week about how England were looking to control games and how they were trying to do it. That doesn't mean, realistically, outside of an absolute mismatch in an early round of an FA Cup, you're not going to stop a team like Germany Mm -hmm. having chances. You can say what you like about them going still under Yogi Love. You can say what you like about how it's the end of a cycle for them. A lot of those players have won the Champions League recently. When also right? again, just and, and they're always going to have chances. <clears throat> but against France, you know, we praise France for that one 0 win against Germany. Thought, my goodness, they look like the best side in the tournament. Blah blah blah. But Germany still had a couple of chances. Yes, they did. Mm. Absolutely. So you're absolutely right. And they knocked four past Portugal. Yeah, and I, I, absolutely. and two past Hungary. 
Yeah, quite. Well, <laughs> they're not too past hungry, or they just want to <laughs> scrape their fingernails back to grab a goal from Seems somewhere. Ages ago, that, yeah, yeah, it does. It? Yeah, uh, it's all irrelevant now, of course, uh-huh. all academic. But I do think you're right. I think there was there's always a fear. I think because we've watched England fairly closely, we've watched them for a long time. There is inherently a fear, particularly. Mm-hmm. I'm not quite sure if you feel the same way, Vish, but Marcus and I, we don't like to see a two in midfield for England. No, we don't like to see it. But then Germany are playing it, yep. and I actually thought Goretzka had a pretty good game. Yeah, he did. But the standout individual performances for England, which really peppered and seasoned the whole of the to- the team performance was you know, look at Declan Rice he grew into the game after he got booked yeah. you don't really want both your central midfield players to be booked no. but he took responsibility so well and and and, and the, the way he was able to mm. channel <clears throat> almost like you know iron fist and a velvet glove yeah. type brutality but being cl- total control of it I was, was so impressed was incredible Rice. he completely won me over yesterday not that if if you see what I mean in terms of that stage and against those opponents mm. people can say oh well it's Germany they're not as good as a he's playing against Cruz in the centre there you know yeah. like these are seasoned heads, pros yeah. you know and, and, and Rice really stepped up because I have been a little bit vocal at times saying I, he's a good Premier League player but on that, on that, on that stage and I, again it's still only England are only in the quarter final now there's, 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 there's big matches or match hopefully matches coming up but I thought he was excellent in there and Phillips Vish provides a certain something in that midfield. I mean, that moment where Trippier was in on, um, who was it? I can't remember. Was it Cruz maybe himself? Or, or, or I forget who. It was a little bit of a tussle. And Phillips just comes over. Oh, no, it was Havertz, I think. Phillips comes oh, over. Have, oh, that was right in front of me. Yeah. And, 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 and Phillips comes over and goes, don't worry, son, I've got this one. Yeah, yeah. Knocks the ball mm-hmm. out of play, gives Havertz a bit. And you saw the interaction then with Trippier and Phillips. You see that team cohesion. Phillips has gone, nice one, pal. And there's a kind of, yeah, I've got your back sort of mentality. Mm. And England had that all over the pitch, I thought. Yeah, so it's really interesting how if you think of the build-up to this team, we talk about Southgate and the under-21s and also mm-hmm. the plans England put place so that we could have this crop of technically gifted players. One of the things that Southgate has been really keen not to lose is that physical physicality. Yes. Uh, Paul Hayward, um, you know, the great mm-hmm. sports writer, he, he tweeted today that when Terry Venables, um, obviously another 96 reference. Here we go. <laughs> but Venables was always talking about how the game is going to develop, but the thing it, it shouldn't lose, the thing English football shouldn't lose is yeah. the physicality element yeah, yeah, because yeah. It's, it is actually what we're good at. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was remarkable yesterday. Cause, so, so Phillips, I think he's stand out mm-hmm. by maybe like 10 or 15 as, as England's most effective like, interceptor and tackler. Yes. I felt like he was everywhere yesterday. Mm, yeah, yeah. And yet at the same time, I can't remember him making a tackle tackle, if that makes sense. Yeah. And that was a great example of that. And I think w- one of the things he did really well yesterday with Walker, remarkably, I, it was only something that I noticed because I was sat in the first half where we were, I was at the right back position, essentially. Mm. Every now and again, him and Walker would swap right. when the ball was on the other side, not just to give Phillips, you know, a bit of a bit of room to kind of work on the ball, but but also like every now and again for a breather where they mm-hmm. thought right yeah you you mm-hmm. co- you coach back here mm-hmm. I'll go into the centre group we've seen we've seen Walker do that before for Manchester City obviously mm-hmm. and I thought to a man there was this understanding of just I suppose fundamentally looking out for each other yeah, and I saw yeah. it so much with the back three yeah. every time Werner had had his back to goal he was up against one of Stones or mm-hmm. Maguire every time Havertz was challenging in the air he was up against one of Stones mm-hmm. Maguire any time someone got behind him. Walker was on them like a fucking shot. Yeah. And it was like any motherfucker who but dares you, to yeah. use their legs think, against him. But do you not think, though, the fact is that England England teams in years gone by, they, they were obviously, uh, there was a bit of a fixation about the, the, the sort of the talisman and who's going to lead us through. And the fans have tried to get that going with, say, someone like Grealish, who yeah. obviously played his part. And Southgate has been very good at holding 
that back, mm. if you see what I mean. So, so it seems like there's more sort of, if you will, equality, if you know what I mean, yeah. in, the, in the team. So therefore it lends itself. Yeah. Mm. And uh, to that kind of uh, interchanging and play, it's also got a practical implication as well. Um, but before I say that, I just, just quickly, I thought that was Maguire's best performance in the English shirt yeah, last yesterday. I thought he was absolutely outstanding. I, I, I haven't watched him as closely as you would have had for Man United vision. I've had my doubts about him in the past, but I thought he was absolutely immense. I, mm. I'm not just saying it because he got man of the match officially. I thought he was ridiculously good. Yeah, so good. And and that three, obviously, him on the left of that three suited him down to the ground. He could bring the ball out when mm-hmm. he wanted to. He was strong. I mean, he would be, he'll be disappointed about that chance he had, but other than that, he was absolutely flawless. But on the, on the um, team mentality, it's really important, not just because of the things you've said, what's happened in the past with England, which I completely agree with, but also because it's about, it's about managing a tournament. It's about squad yeah. freshness. Mm-hmm. It's about the idea that if you look at the other teams that are still in this tournament, bearing in mind that every team from the so-called group of death is now out, yeah. where every team has looked, to an extent, a little bit leggy. Why are Spain conceding three goals? Mm. Well, essentially fitness is mm. directly and fatigue is directly related to the ability to keep clean sheets. Yeah. You, in the tournament, you will lose goals if you are not at your peak concentration or you make mistakes. And at the top level, mistakes are linked to tiredness inextricably. Mm-hmm. So the fact that England have been able to keep their squad so fresh and be able to keep so many clean sheets is not a coincidence. There's a huge part of it. And if you look at how France did it in 2018, they they kept withdrawing Griezmann early on, keep him fresh, and he was key for them in the final stage. They regret that in Switzerland, do you think? Well, maybe they did, <laughs> but but I think there's a lot of similarities between them. As someone else mentioned, I forget who it was now. There's a lot of similarities with Kane in the first group mm-hmm. stages. They he kept they kept withdrawing him, mm. keep him fresh, try and keep him keep him sweet. There's players to come back now in England's as far as England's concerned. Mount Foden, Grealish mm-hmm. can come in again. Um, there's what, what, chill H- well. Henderson getting Henderson, is, is encouraging they're not, they're, none of those players are going to be tired mm. and did you see we'll come on to this but did you see how tired Sweden and Ukraine were yeah. you know it's, it's, I, it's I, a I, massive I part of it but we thought it was about Croatia it. in 2018 so mind how but, we go but with England that. weren't managing the tournament in 2018 well, yeah. okay. they weren't in control of it okay. well, because of what happened in 2018 it's the reason they everything has been so meticulous this time and, yeah. al- and also on the just to back up Luke's point bear in mind like Maguire came into this tournament mm. huge doubt well the yeah. way they've got him back to full fitness, it's got him up to speed, is, is you know sterling effort. And also as well, I think what what Southgate does is with all the players, and this is a real, really difficult thing to do. And and with an extra three players, twenty six in the squad, it's even more difficult. Is to keep everyone engaged, and to make everyone feel that they're relevant. Yeah, if you see what I mean. You saw the reaction of the substitutes when when England scored. Phil Foden was loving it. Yeah. Well, Foden could be thinking, "Wow, I started the first game. Yeah. I played in the Champions League final not that long ago. Yeah. Hang on." This lad from Aston Villa's coming off the bench. Now, I don't think he would think like that because no. I think he's probably more intelligent than that. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Blah, 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 blah. But they are human beings. They want to play. They it's want a fair to be point involved. to make because we've heard about factions in the England squad before, over and over completely. again. But and to so keep everybody interested. And so, say, look at someone like Mings again. Mings was one of the first ones to smother Kane when he scored that second. Yeah. Mings could think, well, hang on a minute. Don't I smother th- him. Don't, don't do that, no. yeah. yeah. Um, but... It, he could think to himself, well, look, I've played well my, my two games. This guy's a bit injured. He's come back now, obviously, he couldn't complain with the way Maguire played. But that sort of, is the, you talk about the squad freshness, squad harmony, Vish, yeah. is the because second Because they're winning album. games. <laughs> because they're winning games oh, because yeah. they're not considering yeah. goals. I mean, like, there's obviously that as well. Like, Southgate said it himself, didn't he? We know we make this decision tactically and we pick mm. this team and if we don't win, we're dead. Yeah. He said that. That's well, what and he and he's absolutely right. But they did win. We feared that, didn't we? That, that this, if, if, if it goes wrong, I mean, before the game, 
people, all this talk of, oh, well, there's seven defensive players and there's three attacking players. I think that is a little bit silly to kind of word it and, and, and shape it like that. Um, but I suppose it is a, a reasonably fair opinion to kind of chop it up like that, although I think it's slightly unhelpful. But people would have been very disappointed to see Mount a little bit more uh, understandable, let's use that word again, because of, of the COVID uh, regulations. But the likes of Foden and Grealish and, and, and Sancho and even Bellingham on the bench, you think to yourself, well, well, come on. But then they go out there and just be patient because this side, more than any other England side I've seen for years, seem to have a strategy exactly. and a purpose as well. It's not just back of the fag packet kind of stuff. And the, the lessons seem to have been learned or at least are being learned. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think the, the management, the game management is really important there because during that opening period where they were genuinely quite dreadful yeah. I'm quite keen to watch it back because it <laughs> yeah, yeah, felt yeah. awful being there it did but oh, get sorry, away with that the TV but, as well. but don't concede then yeah. yeah okay and and so there was a moment the moment it completely flipped was Kyo Saka gets the ball yeah. on the German touchline and he does goes into win, wins the foul mm-hmm. and at that moment England realised right we've got free kick deep in their half this is the opportunity for a chance on goal potentially if we get the cross right but also start again. Let's all move up now. Yeah, yeah. Whatever happens, it's got to happen over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's move up. Let's shake off the last ten minutes, mm-hmm. and from then on, they were just immaculate. Really, I, I, I always think it's much. It's not not a really kind of scientific point, but I always think you can pick up the flow of a game, and you can get nervous if you're playing too much of your of the game in your own half. Definitely, yeah. You, yeah. you can you can look like you're in control. You can keep hold of the ball. You can pass it out from the back and the rest of it. But I feel like if you're playing the lion's share of the game in your own half, yeah. it's just not a good thing. Which yes, is, and, yeah. and and that's that was the first fifteen minutes all over. But you're absolutely right. Once I got through that, mm-hmm. you thought actually. For me, and this is more a point for me as a viewer rather than the team, who, like I say, I think I said it in the build-up, I don't think England give a shit about the German history thing, particularly with the youth of the players we've got. But for me, it was almost a bit like, okay, look at the players. They are good players. I've said they're good players. They've won Champions League. But I was actually disappointed when Werner came off. Do you know what I mean? Because I thought, well, yeah. Werner at the moment, he can't take a chance. Yeah. So I'd rather he stayed on. Mm-hmm. He buzzes around everywhere yeah. and he's difficult to pick up and he's a good player. And I think he'll come really good at Chelsea at some point. You know, I've seen him in the flesh. He's a really exciting player to watch. But at the moment, it's a fact. He can't take a chance. Yeah. So fucking leave him on. As far as I'm concerned, it wasn't a case of I was terrified of all the German mm. players just because I backed our players so much. Yeah. And that's a massive almost like culture shift in yeah. watching England. Yeah. And it means an awful lot because of the record that we've had in knockouts yeah. in the past. Yeah, you yeah. said that it's been terrible. Awful, it has been. Awful. So it was it was fascinating to see almost like a complete change in mentality, not just from the team, but like an, among the viewing public as well. Apart from the ones who I think are still being massively impatient. Some of the coverage I thought after the game, particularly on the radio, I was listening to it at home, was still a little bit kind of, you don't get this. Like, you don't get this. Yeah. You've played football at a professional level. Good for you. You played in the 80s or the 90s. Mm-hmm. You don't get what he's doing here. No. You, you, you're saying you're still saying things like, well, he should have started Grealish because yeah. look at the effect he had. That's not the point. No. The point is you're supposed to control the game. Mm-hmm. You get to the last 20 minutes and you think, okay, here we go now. Mm. Bring him on. Pull the people apart. They're tired. Get Find more space yeah. for sure because Grealish comes in and gives him yeah. the room. Yeah. And it happened. It wouldn't have happened in the no. first 20 minutes because that's not how it works no. normally. That's why he's done what he's done. He's no, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. It's fine not to agree with it, but don't act like you don't get it. Well, it, 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 like I said, you're absolutely right, Luke. And it's, it's a case of if you're under the cost, then don't bloody concede. Yeah. And, mm. and look, let's be honest. England got away with one when Werner went through. That was a chance. 
that was a good chance. And Pickford, uh, who has been magnificent, yeah, by the he, way. He absolutely has, yeah. You know, he's been... Yeah. He made two fantastic you could, uh, you could maybe even argue he's been England's best player of the tournament. I mean, some may not agree with that, but he's certainly been been brilliant. And, 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 the, and the passion, desire and focus that he brings, I mean, he looks... A, a completely different entity that, to, to what he does at Everton. Although I think Ancelotti's probably helped that. But Has there ever been a bigger moment in a game between England and Germany in mm. recent years when Müller goes for a misses? Well, that, I mean, that, that, I know, that point you're like, that's well, our day. Yeah. It's our day. Yeah, and and also, yeah, so much of the game to aim at, Vish. He did. He did. Yeah, yeah. Because because um, that Pick- wasn't great from Pickford, by the way. No, because so Pickford was clearly trying to commit as late as possible and yeah. ended up not committing to either side. Mm. Yes. And because he didn't commit to either side, he's off balance. So there were basically three options, mm. left, right and over him. Yeah. yeah. And the court, like Muller took the right option, but he didn't need to be as precise, mm. really. He pushed yeah. it wide by like a foot and a half. Like yeah. For well, a top that's, player, uh, yeah. That, that's, that's a long way wide. I, I, when he was running through, I felt this is this feels like such a, like obviously typical journo thinking of, thinking of it like this, but it felt like such a narrative arc of, you know, him coming back into the team, yeah. you know, Having so much at Bayern, so many issues at Bayern Munich in Germany, and then just you know sweeping them all away with this quality. I mm. thought this is going to be his moment. I've got to say though, I totally agree with you about the coverage, but I think the other thing about this England squad is they have something for everyone because the noise when Jack Grealish came on yesterday, yeah. it was like the fucking rock at WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah, honestly, you've never heard anything like I've it. I've not heard anything really? like it because just for one man, yeah, for one man who hasn't actually done much no. in an England shirt at all, yeah, yeah, yeah. who is this saviour he's what been anointed like the saviour of the people yeah something like that yeah and it was such an incredible moment but it is something that the England players also embrace if you yeah. look at all the social media videos and Greenish does brilliant things they're they going it, yeah. giddy over him yeah. and that noise I feel like it might have been counterproductive for, for another group of players maybe mm-hmm. in another era yeah. but there was something about it that felt like no, this this is it. We like, we get it, and and that's and that's the difference between when I talk about not Marcus and I have mentioned it a lot in the past. You talk about this talismanic type player. England fans have always looked towards mm-hmm. that type of player, but we're not saying that we shouldn't. We don't want those kind of players. That yeah. We don't need those yeah. kind of players. We're talking about how yes, it's great to have those players, yeah. but don't start him every single well, game, fifty games in a row when totally. he's had a terrible club form, yep. and and exactly. then moan at him when he's not doing anything. Mm-hmm. Use him properly, which mm-hmm. is what's happening, and that's why yeah. it's working so well. well. And also, and 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 when was the best time to introduce him? When Germany getting a bit tired, when the game is just beginning, perhaps to open up, and and he was instrumental in that. I mean, him and Shaw linking very nicely down down the left. I mean, Luke Shaw had a great game as well. There were so many very very good individual performances I mean the way he won the ball um, was it Goosens or I forget who he, who he tackled in the centre of the pitch which set them off I mean that was that was your Gagan press right there you yeah, know, yeah, win yeah. the ball high up and they were away Yeah. I mean when the first goal went in though um, it was just I just thought hang on here we go and Sterling again and Sterling was I thought was really good yesterday and I don't know what he's got to do to convince some people although Luke you're not you're not. You're looking at me when he says that well, I, I just think that I think the the positive coverage of him has been has been probably a little bit overplayed. Not because I don't think he's done well. Obviously, he's made big contributions. Mm-hmm. He made a big contribution yesterday. He's you know he scored goals before today in this yesterday in this tournament. I do get the impression though, and and actually, do you know what? It's partly because he's the type of player he is that he always takes responsibility. He wants the ball, and I've got no doubt at all about his ability or anything like that. And I could I could totally see the Germans fearful of him like yesterday. But I would like to see him move the ball a bit quicker. I'd like to see him make a decision a bit quicker. And sometimes I think when the build-up's going through, England are already slow because of what we've talked about in the past. He, he doesn't make the decision quick enough. And 
I, I haven't seen the stats. I, I would have thought he's given the ball away probably or been port, caught in possession probably more than any other England player. Well, there was one particular moment. And, and there you go. <laughs> yeah. and so, so, so what, his reaction was something else. In fact, in fact, yeah, no, exactly. In fact, it's just an extension of the conversation we're having anyway. The idea that with England fans, with England, someone's either brilliant or they're shit, mm. right? It's either massively over the top or it's like, get him out the team, right? And I'm just saying with Sterling... I think there's more to come from him and I think there'd be more to come from him if he if he was to make a decision a bit quicker but that's not to say he didn't play well but he running at the and German defence was was actually at times what England needed sometimes I, because Kane, I, can, I concede that I Kane scored that. and we haven't mentioned Kane that much you know, there's only a certain amount of time but Kane did look leggy and it was the concerns are still there with Kane but hopefully the goal goes in and it kind of lift off if you but it also I mean. gives him so I always think with Kane at international level I talked about it before he, he's like he's, he's Rob Gronkowski for the Patriots right he's not always being used to actually be used mm-hmm. he's a decoy yeah right because the, the amount of times he was doubled up yesterday mm. and if, and my point is just and these two points link between Kane and Sterling if you'll forgive me sorry to interrupt but I just wanted to say that if they double up on Kane they're scared of Kane because they know he's arguably the best striker in the world, right? There's no point then if Germany are going to do that against Sigan. There's no point not exploiting that by moving the ball quickly. All and, these things are linked. Well, and therefore he de- doesn't move that much because he thinks, well, I'll stay here and I'll. Have I'm occupying these people. Yeah, I'm yeah. on the shoulder. I'm, I'm keeping it physical. I'm. I'm I, he had. Um, look, I think if you put Kane up against Hummels and you play in a certain way where you get it in the mixer over and over again. Sorry to use that horrible phrase. Kane's going to absolutely destroy Hummels. He's got no dinner money left. Mm. But England don't play like that. <laughs> England don't play like that. So you just have to be satisfied that he's going to occupy two of those three centre-backs yeah. and that's a big bonus. I, I don't think it can be argued that Kane is knackered or injured or whatever. He's clearly, he's clearly running on fumes. But also yesterday, as Luke said, we saw what it, what it is to run on reputation. Yeah. Even for the, for the layoff that led to Stur- you know, the first England goal... He had his he had his back to go. He was on the edge of the box, and they were like a yard off him. Yeah, because even in their mind, they thought he could roll us here. If yeah. he could get this and roll, it's like you on a Sunday, Mark, about an hour in. <laughs> <laughs> Defenders are thinking he can go. He can go both ways here. They used to think that there was a moment. <laughs> there was a moment uh, the end of the first half where he got the ball, took a few touches, bounced a couple of players off, and then got taken down by Ginter. I think. And it was the most Kane I've seen him in the tournament mm. because I thought it was almost like something awoke in him. Mm. And, and we we never saw it again in the game. Mm. But it was it was a moment where the, the way he was taken down as well, I thought, like, yeah, okay, that he's nowhere near the Kane of, of the season just gone, but they think he is. And that's important. That's absolutely crucial. And I think with the header he scored, it was a real relief because he had that chance in the last game. He didn't take it. Well, the chance at the end of the first half as well. Yeah, exactly. Awful, he yeah. took an extra touch. It was a poor touch. Because you think with Kane, you think um, his finishing is automatic. You don't even mm-hmm. think about it. Yeah. yeah if he, when, he, when he gets the ball just outside the area, shifts it and shoots, it's a goal. Yeah. He comes on either side, cuts inside, it's a goal. Mm-hmm. And for him missing those chances earlier, you think, oh, but the fact that the ball came in and he put it away, now you'll see what happens. And I, you know, I, I hope, he's obviously going to play every game, uh, I hope he can be as occupying of the defenders as he has been in the past because mm. at least that gives us an opportunity. Absolutely right. Gentlemen, let's have a quick oh, break. Do we have to? <laughs> Hi, I'm Jermaine Defoe and this is the Football Ramble. 
Ah, oh, welcome back to the football ramble. Lovely to have a bit of Jermaine on there. How's he getting here? Oh. <laughs> Jermaine Defoe on the show. Yeah, amazing scenes. Dean Saunders sent it in. <laughs> um, right, let's see how we got on in Betway's four to score across the Euros this summer. There's two hundred fifty thousand pounds up for grabs across five rounds of four to score, and it's completely free to play. Just pick the first goal scorer in each of Betway's four selected matches for your chance to win £50,000 each round. Make sure your selections are submitted before the first game. Further T's and C's apply. Game one, it was Belgium versus Portugal. Vish picked Romelu Lukaku. It was, of course, Torgan Hazard. Mm. Game two, Croatia... a good one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Game two, Croatia versus Spain. Pete picked Alvaro Morata. He did score, but it wasn't the first goal. So close. So close. Well, it was about the eighth goal, wasn't it? You might pick Alvaro Morata for anything, (laughs) by the way. The result was Pablo Sarabia. That was because the own uh, own goal didn't count. So it then goes to to the next goal, if you like. To Simon's great relief. Blimey, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Goal three, uh, game three, rather. uh, France versus uh, Switzerland. Andy uh, picked uh, Kylian Mbappe. The result was, of course, uh, Mr. Severovic uh, for uh, Switzerland. Andy not having a great tournament, is he? No, he's not. <laughs> it's first Turkey and now this. <laughs> back in Mbappe. What did, I t- what did I tell you? Fraud of the tournament, yeah, Andy yeah. M- crappe. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, well, uh, Rabio's mother certainly agrees with you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, game four, England versus Germany. Kate picked Harry Kane. He did score, but of course, Raheem Sterling got the first goal. So zero out of four. <laughs> Our best uh, so far in the tournament, I think, has been one out of four. So we'll be back again. Uh, make sure your selections are submitted before the first game. Further T's and C's apply for the old uh, four to score. You've got to be 18 plus. Do gamble responsibly. For more information on that, go to begambleaware.org. We will be back for the final round of four to score tomorrow. Exciting. It is very exciting. What's also exciting, it's an email jingle from Chris Roger. <laughs> It's not a shitty song, it's a very it's good song. Yeah, self-deprecating. And I've got a very good... <laughs> Sorry about that. Do you want another one? Marcus has got... Did you have a fat finger there? I didn't even... I just sort of wafted my hand over the thing and it's... Uh... Magic. Getting quite greedy, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> Go on, greedy. Go on, Vish. Jake Brown, just emailing in after the leisure centre feeling of the England camp at St George's Park. What's the hairdresser situation there? As Hazza Maguaza can barely see, possibly contributing to his miss from eight yards early on. And Pickford looks like he's in the human league. <laughs> <laughs> he does. I expect a close-up of his boots may reveal if this is on purpose or not. I suspect he might have. I suspect he, sorry, I suspect he might have kept the synth-pop new wave electronica on. I'm Scottish and have now finished polishing the nil-nil cup and <laughs> getting in touch regarding English players' hair. We've got, his, as Luke pointed out um, before we started recording the show, he might have a cup final to look forward to in a couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> well, you took stitching me up. I just said the Scottish Cup final will be here before we know it. That's exactly. <laughs> um, uh, that was like the other day, right in, in among like the draw for the second round or whatever it was, Sky Sports saying, and of course, uh, in a few Saturdays' time, it'll be Rangers versus... It's not, not now. No, I, I flicked on Sky Sports News the other day uh, in the morning just I was having my breakfast and the first thing I saw was uh, Livingston's first six pictures. 
<laughs> it's like you are really struggling for this because the ter- ter- terrestrial TV's got all the big stories yeah, 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 at the yeah, moment. Yeah. They love it. Um, I was going to say, um, Harry Maguire better not listen to the show because I'll tell you what, he puts that performance in yesterday and the first thing he's going to hear about him, well, after we chatted about him, is going to be Jake Brown, a Scottish fan, talking about how shit his hair is mm. and the fact that he missed the header. Well, I think he's concerned. Harsh, tough crowd. I think he's concerned. Yeah. He's saying that actually you don't get the hair in the eyes. I don't know what Pickford's doing with his barnet. It's mad. I quite like it. I think it's all right. I think, I think he has to... It's actually similar to yours. It's not that similar. <laughs> he's gelled this a bit. He's gelled Yeah, yeah. he's trying. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> don't stand for it, Martin. <laughs> no, don't worry. <laughs> I, think, I think what it is with Pickford, because, you know, we always talk about the Raven, but he has been a bit calmer, but I think he needs to house his psychoticness somewhere and yeah. he decided it's got to be in his barnet. Uh, fair enough. As long as he stops... You know, he's, the problem with um, Pickford in the past, he's a busy bastard. Mm. He's not been busy yeah. apart from making saves and distributing the ball this time. So Indeed. that's fine by me so far. That Danny Chadburn's been in touch saying, Siri, seeing the sorry sight of Kylian Mbappe trudging off the pitch on Monday night after his penalty nightmare got me thinking of ways to avoid the torture that is the penalty shootout. Now, don't roll your eyes at this. I know we get a lot of these types of emails, but this is genuinely an original idea. Okay, so bear with me. Danny goes on to say, my proposal to the powers that be is that if no team emerges victorious after 120 minutes, then they both go through as an amalgamated squad. (laughs) 13 players from each nation proceed to the next round, making the 26-man squad. And if it happens again... The squads just keep on combining into a mega mashup side. Imagine the scenes of an Anglo-German side versus the mm. Franco-Swiss in a final. Yeah. Fans of multiple nations coming <laughs> together under one flag to support the hybrid team. It's a foolproof plan. Yes, it really is. Is it the end of international football <laughs> as we know it? Who's the manager? Wow, good point. Uh, they, they flip a coin. They have an arm wrestle for that. Okay. Southgate against Love. Don't, don't arm wrestle with Love. You know where his hand's been. Gloves. <laughs> Gloves. The yeah. fiend, that absolute oh. fiend was at it again, I wasn't he? It was, yeah. Cheeky little nose dig. It, it was quite a subtle one. It's almost like he put it on the outside of his nose so he knew that he didn't have to dig deeper. It's later. the tasting I don't like. I think, yeah. I think he knew that his time as Germany manager was up. One, one, last, one, for the, one last one for the dick. Cameras. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he enjoys the attention. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, show at footballramble.com to get your uh, proposals in, I yeah. suppose. I, th- I actually thought that was worthy of conversation. Definitely but, yeah. worthy of conversation. But the show can't last forever, so we've got to carry on. <laughs> they could also enter the FA Cup and win league points, couldn't they? Oh, God. I was thinking, who should be the manager oh, of the side? But surely it would be um, the Dutch guy who managed Chelsea for a bit in South Goose Korea. Hitting. Yeah, it'd be Goose Hiddink. So that's a job for him, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> <laughs> get big goose in there. Um, well, yeah, it was Yogi Love's final game um, in charge of Germany, which is... He's quite mad. He was 15 years at the helm, of course. Um, it's an incredible effort. It really is. I mean, mm. it's ended in a way that he wouldn't have liked, but I mean, ultimately, what do they say? Every political career ultimately ends in failure. Maybe yeah. it's the same for a manager as well. He did say the English side scored on their first opportunity. We didn't. I mean, it's not quite true. It was difficult. <laughs> we would have had uh, turned the match round after the chance of Muller. Then they scored the second. Could have won a sugar. Yeah. Sure. But that, Could but have that, won a sugar. I mean, <laughs> but that is, I mean, it is absolutely the time to be smug about that. Yeah. Uh, and, and we are <laughs> and we are doing that. But it is it is actually again feeding back into yeah. um the stuff we've been talking about. Yeah. You know, yeah. if you understand that big rivalry games in knockout tournament stages of tournaments are settled on these moments, why would you not? want to be in control of the game yeah. as much as possible and the only downside is a load of people who don't really understand football despite having watched it all their lives will complain a bit <laughs> then you just do it because that's the most important thing to do you want to yeah. win games Gareth Southgate isn't going to um, he isn't going to he, he's been there and done the glorious failure thing he's over that yeah. now right? he doesn't want to go through that again mm. he doesn't want to chuck the best 11 on and go 
let's see how we get on and we might lose 3-2 after extra time to Germany or penalties yeah. or whatever. He wants to say, we've got the players, we can mm-hmm. do this. Mm-hmm. And so Love is basically, with that statement, playing into this. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a very one-eyed way of looking at it, but then he's the manager of Germany, so mm-hmm. he's going to say that. These things do rest and ride on these tiny little margins. Mm. And Muller goes through at 1-0 and he scores. It's 1-0. The momentum's then with Germany. Then what happens? Then we find out a bit more about the England team. How can they deal with well, it? Well, completely. So, well, that's so, it. I mean, it's, it's, all, it's all valid. But, and also as well, um, Yogi Love has fostered a great spirit in the Germany side over the years. Up I to a point. <laughs> up to the World Cup in Russia, of yeah. course. Uh, and of course, it's ended in, in, in disappointing fashion. But again, it's that spirit. There's the belief there. And he thinks, well, actually, had we have taken the chances, we'd have gone through. And he, and he will believe that. And there is an argument to be made there. You know, again, England did have a couple of moments of luck. There's no sure. doubt about that, as did Germany up until the two goals, of course. But anyway, the, the bigger picture I, is that that, that um, Yogi Love will no longer be on the, the sideline having a little... Have, have a little, little scr- have a little dig. Do you think it become a DJ? A little bit of scratching. That's the thing about Yogi Love as a coach. He was never afraid to get his hands dirty, was he? <laughs> it's true. Always right. just just getting involved, just mucking in, roll his sleeves up, yeah, because of all the bogeys. Oh, yeah. I don't name but, them. But you know, when the sh- when, they, when the shit was being flung, he just grabbed a sh- load of it, didn't he? Put it in his mouth. <laughs> um, the um, the other thing I would say. Just to We're going to miss him. We are going to miss him. I'm sure he'll pop up again somewhere. We up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't want to think about the places he pops up at, to be fair. Um, what I would say on the on the margins and on the mistakes and everything, I'll just keep going while you two sort yourselves out. Um, that, you know, you talk about Germany having chances and England riding their luck. Well, by my, by my reckoning now, and we can't get ahead of ourselves, there's still a few games to go if England continue to press, to, 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 through the tournament, there's games to go and it's not done yet and we've we've established that and the team and, mm. and the manager have said the same thing. But so far, England have been quote-unquote lucky or had lucky moments against um, Scotland, mm. against Czech Republic mm. and now against Germany, yeah. right? It's not a coincidence. Mm. You know, it was Jack Nicholas said, the more the harder I work, the luckier I get. Mm. You know, you, you, you keep... Driving forward, you understand. We said at the very top of the show, Germany aren't the team they were, but they're a good team. Yeah. They're going to have chances. You don't stop a team mm-hmm. of that quality not having any chances at all, yeah. or it's, at least it's very rare. So we have to keep proceeding through in that way, and we have to understand that the luck side of things is, is something that's now on our side, perhaps because we're in a bit more in control. Mm-hmm. But of course, it'll be Ukraine in the next round. Victor. It will. Um, who, who beat Sweden 2-1. I mean, it's a great win for Ukraine. I mean, the scenes at the end of that game were quite something. Andrei Shevchenko absolutely loving it, as he, as he should do. Um, he's scoring in the sort of 121st minute, where after the sending off, they obviously Ukraine suddenly were on the front foot and they and they became favourites for it. Um, was it Dobrik's first goal for Ukraine? I think it was. You know, not a bad, wow. time, not a bad time to get it. But that, the whipped cross into the danger area met by a lovely header seems to be a bit of a theme in these Euros which we're all enjoying Um, certainly Switzerland are and Ukraine Uh, but it was was a glorious goal to be honest with you up until the sending off I thought Sweden were getting the better of it and Emil Forsberg, I mean, Mike. Your man. What, well, what a player he's been in this tournament. Obviously, the, the first one was deflected, but the, the two efforts he had, the one off the post and one off the bar, yeah. Sweden will be disappointed that they didn't go through, obviously. Yeah, definitely. We, we were having qu- quite a robust discussion uh, before coming on air about the legitimacy of that red card. Mm. And it was, you know, it was quite unfortunate, but. I'm still undecided whether I thought it was a red. And some yeah, people. And I, think, I think you're right to be, because I think, you know. Some people will think that's ridiculous and go, look at what happened to the man's leg. And I get that, but. I didn't think it was a challenge. I thought it was a clearance, and then the, the and the the attacker comes in quite quickly, 
Yeah, but then, I, but then he did nearly break his leg. I, like, I think to me, I think to me, it looked to me like the type of challenge or clearance you make where you know you're gonna mm-hmm. just leave yourself in there. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and I'm not saying that he's a, he's a um, he's he meant to hurt him or anything like that, or there was any malice in it. I think there was. Um, so it's dangerous play then. Ultimately, the referee has assessed that it's reckless, right? Mm. And Jonas Olsen, I think it was, was on the on the radio and saying that he. Um, He's played with him and he knows the kid well. And he said he'll be devastated. You know, all the usual stuff that players say. Sure. Um, but ultimately, if the referee has assessed that it's reckless or he's, he's you know, that he's not in control, well, there's precedent for this. Was it Og Bonner for West Ham who got sent off for the same thing? Or someone, someone at West Ham was sent off for exactly the same thing mm. in the season just gone and yeah. everyone went mad about it. But ultimately, a referee's first job is to protect the players. And if he thinks that the guy with his foot up, studs up in the air, two foot off the ground, that's essentially absolutely, you know, ramrodded a guy's leg then ultimately it, the ends doesn't justify the means because players can get injured in a variety of different ways and we know that there can be really terrible uh, injuries that aren't a, a cause of foul play at all but I think VAR's got a bit of a problem with it I think I think we've created a bit of a problem with ourselves in this game with VAR making that kind of thing look terrible mm. but I honestly think that these days, the pace they move at, the strength yeah. they've got as with athletes. You've seen you see a you see a professional footballer close up. They're mm. massive and they're tough and they're quick and they're strong. And if you want to limit the amount of horrific injuries you get, you probably, whether you like it or not, going to have to stop that kind of thing happening. Mm. There are ways of clearing that ball that don't mean he has to do what he did. Mm. And I think for that reason alone, perhaps it's a fair one. Mm. Uh, although I, I feel sorry for him, it's unfortunate. I feel sorry for everyone involved, but you know, I'm not saying he did it on purpose or they want to hurt the guy, but you know, ultimately, it is what it is, I think. Poor old Marcus. Poor old Marcus, indeed. Yeah, poor old me as well, because I finished working <laughs> at Wembley. I can't remember what time it was, actually, but basically by the time I got to the pub, it was just starting extra time. Mm. So I you know, saw the sending off. Poor old me. Just next thing he says, I was in the pub. Yeah, yeah well, <laughs> wait, wait. Here's your there, don't. There's, there's, more, there's more to uh-huh. this. Was the Vish fan club not there? Who was chanting your name in the pub? Who's your boss? Is it Miguel Delaney? I'm going to speak to Miguel about that. No, no, it's not. It's not Miguel. He may as well be actually. Um, but the uh, well, you say that in in the booze yesterday, two football ramble fans come over. Oh, oh here we go. Hey, can happen. Go on. <laughs> one one other came over and went. Um, Declan Rice and Calvin Phillips was it? Yeah. <laughs> one came over and went. Uh, what's Jim Campbell like? <laughs> well, wait. One came over. They're like, oh, um, I don't really listen to the football ramble. Oh right, um, cheers. I was like, okay, yeah. Right. I was uh-huh. like, where's this gonna go? It was like, love wrestle me though. Another stack production. Yeah. Fair dudes. He's like, Pete's a lunatic, isn't he? Like, yeah. Yes, yes, they he is. Yeah. They yeah. Were, the, best, the best one ever is the Pete Donaldson one where apparently someone came up to him about six months ago and went, Pete Donaldson? He was, yeah, he went, didn't you used to be on the Football Ramble? <laughs> <laughs> Classic. But anyway, what do we think about Ukraine playing England? Presumably, yeah. because, because the tiredness factor mm-hmm. and the fact that Ukraine simply are not as good as England, that is probably a, yeah, that's a fact. Yeah, so, so before, any, well, before anybody starts saying, oh, typical arrogant English, yeah, da, da, da. well, no, the, the fact of the matter is England are now favourites for that game. Mm. That is why some people think England will win the game. Mm. It's as simple as yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and, it's you know, England are obviously on the road this time. They travel to, to Rome. Um, but everyone else has had to travel, so, you know, it's not exactly... You know, Papua yeah. New Guinea or somewhere yeah. really far flung, and if it was, it would be the same for both teams. Um, they won't have the rain to cool them down, certainly. But it, it is—it's an interesting game, and in it, and this is where you got to keep your focus. And England did this very well in 2018 when they played Sweden in the quarterfinal. I don't remember anything about that game because it was such a professional job. It was—it was two nil. Yeah. Pickford did make a couple of handy saves, of course, but England have to knuckle down and they have to be careful because Shevchenko 
will go into the you know to his players and go look at these scenes at Wembley. Look at those players doing a lap of honour around the pitch. Look at what they're saying. Yeah. They think they're already through here, lads. I'm playing myself. I'm coming on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming. On. He'll start shouting, but it, but he will do. Rebrov? <laughs> yeah, what are you up to? One last job. Yeah, the old slag. <laughs> <laughs> Danny Glover and Mel Gibson up front. <laughs> but, yeah. but they will. And, and that will motivate those players in the same way it did Croatia in 2018. Now, obviously, a little bit different Croatia, you would say, in, in 2018 were better than this Ukraine side. But they're there. And, and getting a last-minute winner in such fashion will give them an enormous boost. Yarmolenko's got the captain's armband and he's been enjoying it. Obviously, we know a bit about him. And Zinchenko, with a great goal, a great strike, I mean, keeper might be disappointed and say, but the power takes that and a wonderful assist. You think, again, these are the obvious players. They've got players that can hurt you. Exactly, yeah. yeah. They play in a 3-5-2. Now, do England then go, well, okay, 3-4-3, we'll match the wing-backs, or do England go, no, do you know what? We'll impose our game on them. It's a decision for Southgate to make. Um, Will players be a bit tired, running on empty? Is there the odd little injury, little niggle and so on? It's a fascinating game. What Um, I like about England is they're, they're, they're seeing the opponent and they're going... This is the best way to play against this opponent. Yes, and England, so they won't be afraid to change it. And England have not done that in the past. And I don't think, as as England fans, we often think it's got to be the same formation and the same personnel. Yeah. Every if, people always say, "Who's starting for you?" Well, which game? Yeah, and who's who's playing? Who are you playing next? Playing them. Lampard and Gerrard it is. Absolutely. Are you playing that? Them. Lampard and Gerrard run, it is. <laughs> run them off the road. <laughs> Foden, Mount, Grealish, Way, Ray Winston, Idris Elba, <laughs> yeah. Jim Davidson, the Queen. Whoa, 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 whoa. Up there. Jim Davidson's a Scotland fan and a massive prick. <laughs> so uh, he's getting nowhere near the side. How have you got Jim Davidson on this show? <laughs> yeah. Get him on. Get them all on. <laughs> Charge is what I'm saying. Charge. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of the game, Vish? What do you think is going to work? How's, how's it going to transpire? I think it will be quite interesting because a lot of the build-up will naturally focus on Yarmolenko and Zinchenko, not least because I think Zinchenko's performances in midfield have been, mm. you know, quite startling, actually. Just bloody Man City and their dexterous players, mm. uh, of which, obviously, we've got a few of our own. Yeah, from, yeah. yeah, exactly. I'm quite interested to see how it flips by England being comfortable favourites and the jeopardy of a quarter-final. And I want, I'd be quite interested to see how Southgate squares this. And certainly what the players do as well. Because I think, I think, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say they're getting ahead of themselves with the lap of honour yesterday, but it felt like such a release yeah. Yeah. that it would only be natural to, I suppose, drop your guard a bit. Yeah. You know? Well, I said it about Scotland. And I've got, if I say it about Scotland, I've got to say it about England. I sure. said the biggest fear for Scotland going into that Croatia game is whether they can lift themselves again. Yeah. And they weren't able to. And there might be other reasons for that. Croatia are a good team. It's the same here. England have to maintain professionalism here. They have to... And Southgate said it. It's, it's interesting, I thought, the first thing he said. And Declan Rice said the same thing. There's no point mm-hmm. beating Germany mm-hmm. if you're not going to follow up with a win against Ukraine. Mm-hmm. No, who, who cares that you got to the quarterfinal? Yeah, exactly. The chance you've been given. Declan Rice, who was conducting Sweet Caroline last night. Yeah, but I think... But I think, I think <laughs> no, 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 I agree. You, yeah. you can, you can yeah. enjoy a moment. Yeah, 100%. And then you can park yeah. it to one side. Right, and what we do. I, I would say to them... Look, with the comments that a lot of them gave, because obviously the media these days is insane, the comments a lot of them gave after the, gave after the game I was actually very happy with. Mm. And I think it's perfectly acceptable to say, enjoy the fucking evening. Yes, right? yeah. And then park it, tomorrow's another working mm. day, off we go again. If they're doing that, then I think they'll be absolutely fine because I think they're better than Ukraine. And I think Ukraine are in a far worse state in terms of um, fitness. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be a big, a huge part of it. Um, and then obviously you move on to the next game and see where you are. Yeah, I know. I completely agree. And I think that's it, that you... 
you don't want to go because it will be a massive disappointment if England now I, don't, go I can't and... see this team not I, I can say they, they, they could get beaten yeah. because that's football and it's a game of football yeah, yeah but I can't see them not applying attacking yeah, applying themselves and attacking the, the, the game properly mm-hmm. if they get beaten they get beaten but I don't yeah. think it will be because they've overlooked it and I think also at Wembley as well you know the, the crowd were phenomenal uh, yesterday and for those players as well they've lived through this Covid nonsense a lot of, a lot of their families were there yesterday as exactly. well exactly they've really noticeable this. more so than any other game I've been to yeah. actually they've lived through this bloody pandemic we've, yeah. we've all suffered some way more than others of course and I understand that but, the, but, but to have the fans there I think, and also as well I think they probably think you lot have come out in your numbers. Yes, you've paid yeah, money. Spot on. There is there is a pandemic on, so you, there is an element of risk going to a football match. You know, you, you've done all that for us. The least we can do is is not just go right, yeah, cheers, uh, and walk down the tunnel and go. Well, hang on, we've got another game. Have a little moment. Yeah. to ex- acknowledge. That. You don't want to be. Comp- you don't want to go. Full, never go full Roy Keane. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> never in any circumstances. He's got something to offer, but don't go full Roy Keane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you, Fish, do you have any fear that there's a chance that they could be um, hot house flowers? England. They've played at Wembley the whole time, and they go away from the Wembley, and they they don't know how to deal with it, or do you think that's just looking for things that are problems that aren't there. Well, that, that was going to be my, my next point, actually. It was the fact that, obviously, they're now going to play this game in Rome. They're going to be away from Wembley. Uh, the issue around travel for fans is quite pronounced. I know for journalists in particular, we've got to jump through a few hoops to get there. Uh, so it'll be, it'd be interesting. I think there's enough good feeling there to, I suppose, take with them, you know, in I mean, the I luggage. Think, so. I, think if, I think, yeah, I think if you're thinking, oh, we don't get to play at Wembley, you know, oh, blimey, there's going to be no facts. It's kind of like, come on. I'm not happy about it. I no, think we I, should complain. I think we should very much complain. But as I say, it's the same for Ukraine. You know, you wouldn't have thought that it would be packed full of Ukraine fans. You know, yes, I mean? yeah. so it'll be the same for both sides. And, and as you say, England will be favourites. But there we are, gentlemen. We yep. have to wait until Saturday night. We will. Saturday um, night. I, I just like the fact that England are just like a box to use a boxing analogy. England are winning by not getting hit. Yeah, and, and that's and that gives Mayweather. you a much longer box. That gives you a much longer boxing career than a you know an Arturo Gatti type fighter where you mm. hit him and he hits you back and who knows what happens. Mm. Just don't get hit, you'll be okay. Absolutely right, absolutely right, everybody. Well, thank you very much for listening to the football ramble. If you're enjoying uh, these football rambles, then get over to the reviews section on Apple or wherever you get your podcast. What a way to celebrate a great England win! Give us a five star. Give us an England five star. Yeah, if you want to be patriotic. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> the official show of the England win yesterday. Yeah. Back us up by giving us five stars. And that five stars you may as well have booed the knee if you don't give us five stars. <laughs> yeah. And that five stars, it also counts for, for, for Billy Gilmore, yeah. uh, for Aaron Ramsey, yeah. or wherever, wherever say, you're from. You get away with that Scottish Cup comment that Vish made earlier because there'll be absolutely zero Scottish fans listening to this. Uh, it was <laughs> the emailer. It was the emailer. Who oh, true. Well, it's just, he's the one that got through. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, but we, we bloody love you for that. So thanks very much. On tomorrow's show, Kate, Andy and Pete. Will be in your ears. What a combo! What a Pete combo. and Andy back again. Back again. Dogs eating carrots. <laughs> Volkswagens being flipped over. All no, sorts going on. That'll do. Don't uh, miss it. There we are. Thank you very much, Luke Moore. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for Tushin Hantaraja. Thank you. Thank you, England. See you soon. The Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.